Buying property is one of the biggest financial commitments we will make in our lives. But getting on the property ladder can be difficult for some. Saving for a deposit while also meeting your other expenses can take years, more so these days as property prices quickly rise. For others, perhaps buying a home is too much of a financial commitment and they prefer to live their lives free of the burden of a mortgage. However, many financial experts advise that investing in property is a viable investment option to diversify your portfolio. Fortunately, there are ways to include this in your investment strategy for diversification, particularly in the current bear market. And there is one option in the UAE that involves fractional property investing. Think of it kind of like crowdsourcing. A certain number of people invest X amount of money and collectively buy a property together. But what exactly is fractional property investing? How much do you need to begin? And are the returns worth it? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is Sadiq Farid, the co-founder of real estate investment platform SmartCrowd, who's here to talk about the pros and cons of fractional property investing. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Sadiq. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I'm a non-property owner, but I have to say I'm intrigued by this concept of uh, fractional property investing. Can you explain the concept behind it? So the whole idea behind this is to uh, give lots of uh, many people access to this alternate asset class, which is real estate. Many people want to invest in it, but are unable to do so due to large capital requirements. You know, often it's a, it's a very large investment for many people. Um, that either don't have enough capital or have to get financing. So what we embarked on was fractionalizing it, meaning breaking down the investment in smaller chunks so people can pool their capital together and collectively own an uh, investment property, a buy-to-let property. So think about it, uh, a million dirham property, and uh, you don't have a million dirhams, or you don't have the ability to get financing for a million dirham, but you have 100,000 dirhams. So you can put 100,000 dirhams and own 10% of the property. And any returns that are generated from that property are proportionally allocated to you based on your investment. Um, so nine other people can put 100,000 dirhams each and collectively those 10 people um, can own that property and benefit from any returns that are generated on that property. Okay, so you mentioned $100,000 dirham or dollars. What is the minimum amount that a person could invest? Yeah, so on our platform, we made it very, very simple, right? So the idea is to give masses access to this, right? So our minimum investment is 500 dirhams. So you can start off as little as 500 dirhams and own a small piece of percentage of a property and start putting your capital to work uh, where we mostly focus on rental properties currently on our platform give a regular rental income on a monthly basis, and that money can be redeployed onto the platform so you can compound your investments even faster. Okay, so I'm, I'm intrigued as well that, um, you know, on your website, you recommend that investors stay invested for five years. Are there other, you know, periods that you that you can invest for? Or is it, you know, this is just what you're recommending? Yeah, so so there's a couple of different things uh, uh, attributed to that, right? So if we stick, take a step back, right? So in terms of uh, what we're trying to do with, with the smart crop platform, right? Uh, we're trying to solve three key problems, right? So one is people not having enough capital to acquire uh, uh, investment property. 
Second, many people don't have uh, the, the ability to go source good investment opportunities. And third, a lot of people don't have the, the necessary skill set, et cetera, to do proper due, due diligence or gather the data to make effective investment decisions. So we solve all those three problems by bringing, creating a digital platform where one, we've uh, fractionalized the asset class. So your entry point is very low, 500 dirhams for a minimum investment. Second, we do, uh, we pre-vet all investment opportunities that go into a platform. There's a hundred data point criteria system that we sort of use that to score a property, to qualify before it goes onto the platform. And then we provide all that information to our investors, uh, all the market data, independent valuation, our due diligence on the property, the investment thesis around that. So as part of this offering, we're also educating our users, hence making them part of the smart community, the smarter crowd to make those, uh, those decisions and invest in that, in that property. And part of that is, you know, uh, part of our education is, you know, we try to preach patient capital, right? Typically, you know, real estate, is one asset class that the longer you hold, the more money you make because one, it gives you regular income and you know real estate generally over a period of time uh, appreciates in value. It might go through cycles, but generally speaking on an over a long-term period, um, you're, you're, you know, the prices tend to, to, to rise, whether with inflation or just uh, through, through, through various uh, structural um, uh, changes that the, the cycle goes, uh, the real estate cycle goes through. Um, and so we preach long-term investments from that perspective. And, and there's also other mechanics in there. That's why we sort of have a, a five-year anniversary, a holding period. But that doesn't mean uh, that, you know, exits cannot happen sooner uh, than five years or can be extended beyond five years, depending on the market condition. Um, we've done a couple of exits already for some of the holdings um, where the prices have really appreciated. Uh, our investors uh, received uh, very attractive unsolicited bids where it was very compelling uh, to, to sort of walk away from those. So we, 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 we put the case forward to the investors and the investors decided to, to exit and redeploy that capital into other opportunities onto the platform. So it's not a set in hard stone. And then we also offer a secondary market on our platform. Essentially what that means is people have the ability to sell their fraction ownership to other investors on the platform uh, if they tend to, if they want to liquidate um, or sell there and realize their gains uh, sooner than the five-year uh, uh, completion of that investment. Okay. So, so would you say that on average you hold um, investors stay, you know, in the property for about five years and then, but what happens after that? I mean, I know that you're a relatively new platform but you know do you have you know sort of 10-year kind of ideas about you know where it will go to yeah no absolutely right so uh so the way the the, the platform is designed right so uh you know on five years is a mandatory vote uh for the investor so we don't even take any discretion in these investments right so we we facilitate the transactions we have a marketplace investors come and decide where they want to deploy their capital in terms of which properties they want to invest in we don't take those decisions on behalf of the investors. So it's not like you're giving smart card money and smart card deciding where to allocate that capital or where to invest that money. All that power lies with our investors. So, uh, and the decision to sell also lies with the investors. Um, it says it's, it's a voting mechanism. It's a de democratic process. There's governance put into, into, in the, into these legal structures to protect um, the minority investors particularly. And 
So on the fifth year anniversary, there's a mandatory vote. There can be a vote called involuntarily uh, prior to those five years in situations like I just ex- explained, where we had an offer come to us and we it was too attractive not to pass this on to our investors. We put it to our investors, they put a vote. Uh, and they decided to sell. But on fifth year anniversary, there's a mandatory vote. Uh, at that point in time, investors can decide uh, to, to fully exit the, uh, the property or continue to hold um, the property uh, beyond those five years. And if pe- those people that want to uh, liquidate or exit, they can do so in the secondary market and not necessarily hold on for longer, right? But majority of the people that come onto our platform um, use this as a, as a long-term savings investment uh, scheme where they continue to deploy capital on a regular basis. Any income that is being generated, they tend to reinvest. Majority of our investors are reinvestors. They have multiple investments on the platform because it's very comfortable, um, a very easy, convenient way of getting exposure uh, to this great asset class. Absolutely. And how many people on average, would invest in the one property? So the, the, those volumes have increased as the, as the popularity and awareness has increased on the platform. A year ago, you know, I would say on average, we would have 50, 60 people to a property. Now we have anywhere between, you know, 100 to 200 people to a property. You know, minimum investment is 500 dirhams. We have people investing 500 dirhams trying to get out. Their second, third investment is usually higher. And we have people putting as much as 100,000 dirhams to a property um, investment as well, too. But wouldn't the, you know, the more people who are doing it, wouldn't that dilute your returns? Not necessarily, right? So the return is a return. It's a 7% return, for example, whether you're investing one dirham or 100,000 dirhams, you're getting a return of 7%, uh, right? So return should not be looked in nominal terms, right? Return is a function of how much capital you're putting at risk. Uh, what's important is the return that you're getting, the rate of return, which is 7% vis-a-vis the risk that you're taking, is that sufficient or not, right? So whether you put someone that puts 10,000 dirhams or 100,000 dirhams, the return on that capital is going to be equal to both people, whether the person that's putting 100,000, obviously the nominal number will be different because one person is putting 100,000 as opposed to 10,000 dirhams, but the rate of return on that capital, we don't discriminate between someone putting small amount or someone putting large amount. Okay. And what about the returns? When are they paid? Are they like monthly, quarterly, yearly? Yeah, 12th of the month, 12th of every month uh, in your wallet, your rental income is deposited. If you have a property that is active uh, and rented, uh, whether it could be a long-term rental, it could be a short-term holiday home rental, uh, 12th of every month, you get money into your wallet uh, uh, every month. I mean, for example, I mean, the Dubai property market is, you know, prices are rising very quickly. So I imagine that um, investors in this concept, in this, in this, you know, strategy are quite happy with, with, you know, the returns that they're getting. No, absolutely. Right. That's the reason we have a very sticky product, meaning once people come onto the platform, uh, they see their money working right away for them. They're encouraged to put more money onto the platform. So we have a very good repeat investor base, right? Majority of our Almost everybody on our platform becomes a repeat investor on our platform. Um, but real estate is, you know, like I said, it's a long-term investment. It goes through cycles. What's important is by, by allocating small amounts of money in various different properties, you're building a diversified portfolio and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. So what that does, it allows you to be more patient with your capital, even if there's slowness in the market or the market corrects, et cetera, because you don't have all your money sitting in one property. You haven't taken leverage and overexposed yourself that if things get really bad, you're in a very difficult position. And then, you know, you end up exiting those properties at the worst possible time. 
uh, because you cannot sustain that investment. And then you also crystallize your losses. So you have no point of recovery, whereas this way, um, you know, you can be more patient, you can plan it better. God forbid your liquidity situation really uh, gets tight and you need to, you can liquidate one or two investments and crystallize losses on those if the market has come down while still maintaining your other positions um, uh, for the recovery, you know, be patient over time. And we saw during COVID period, we had a lot of people come take advantage of the, of the, the price depreciation during COVID. Um, you know, a lot of people were afraid to take big bets, right? To go buy a property, they, they don't want to put million dirhams at risk, but they were willing to put hundred thousand dirhams at risk, and they use our platform to 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 do that. And obviously, the price uh, appreciated, as you know, the market has really done really well in the last two years, and those people benefited, uh, you know, without taking too much risk. Uh, so, you know, the, the the platform not only provides you uh, easier access, but it also allows you to invest in this asset class in a much better. Uh, uh, better risk management basis as well too. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. How many properties do you have now, and what what are the price ranges that you bought them in? Yeah. So we were approximately just over ninety uh, properties in total uh, that we have transacted over the last uh, two years. Majority of that has happened in the last, I would say, twelve months. Um, and uh, initially, when we first started, we were focusing a lot on the smaller units, uh, you know, very income focused. Uh, so, you know, studios, one beds uh, in the sort of, I would say, 300 to 600,000 mark. Um, but over time, obviously, the prices have moved up. Um, you know, demand has increased on the platform and so forth. And we're now we're, we're still mostly focused on studios, one beds some two beds as well too, uh, you know, average ticket size is anywhere between 750,000 dirhams to 1.5 million dirhams. These are the sweet spots where it generates really good returns. We haven't really gone after the really high premium um, assets in the millions of dirhams uh, at this stage because, uh, you know, that market is quite different in terms of uh, return profile um, and it's more suited for end user product rather than investment product. Okay, uh, that's really interesting. Do you, do you think that you will at some stage go for, you know, sort of more luxe properties? There will be an opportunity. It will be for a different segment, uh, right? Because, you know, you have to keep in mind if I'm going after like a 20 million dirham villa, you know, minimum ticket of 500,000, you can imagine how many people will have to invest in that particular property to make up that uh, that 20 million uh, quantum. So that'll probably be a, a platform or a dedicated, more bespoke product that we might introduce for sort of high net individuals that are looking for that kind of exposure. Uh, because, you know, uh, for them, the, 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 the flexibility, the ease of uh, using our platform to get exposure at the convenient basis, a very strong value proposition. Um, so that is something we have considered in the past and we'll probably will get to that at that, at that stage. Um, but we feel like, you know, there's a lot of returns to be generated. We focus a lot on income generation and uh, there's a lot of opportunity in, in sort of the, I would say, the, 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 the mid-tier market where we're talking about apartments, et cetera, because one, they're more liquid as well too, in terms of buying and selling high transaction from a renting perspective as well too, from a holiday home perspective. Uh, and the your downside is relatively uh, limited uh, in those sort of opportunities compared to something really expensive and really prime. And are most of the properties in Dubai or are they spread across the UAE? No, we're only focused on Dubai. This is where we see a lot of value in the, in the in the country. So we've been very much focused on Dubai. There's a lot of access. It's a very transparent market. There's a lot of data available as well, too, which makes um, our life easy in terms of um, doing our, our, our homework on them and then also providing the data uh, to our investors 
So Dubai is uh, sort of the, the the preferred market for us at this stage. We do envision to expand our platform to introduce international properties onto the platform with the strength of the dollar. This is something we'll probably will be introducing in, 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 the, in the new year in 2023. Okay. And finally, what would you say are the pros and cons of investing in property this way? I mean, for example, can your returns eventually for, put you on the property ladder for 100% ownership? You know, a lot of the pros is one, it gives you access, uh, easy access to the to, to the real estate market. It allows you to build a diversified portfolio within the real estate space. For many people, it becomes, um, you know, their most significant investment uh, of their life. And, and, and for many, it becomes a very concentrated uh, investment, meaning, you know, majority of your, your capital, 70, 80 percent of your capital is tied up in one asset. And that's not a very a smart way of investing your capital. So what this allows you to do is have appropriate allocation to this asset class. And within that, you can have diversification, meaning you can have exposure to multiple assets. That's another pro. Um, you get access to all the data. Uh, so you're making, you know, uh, effective decisions. You're trying to take emotions out of it. You're trying to make a rational decision. Um, you can manage your risk better, right? Um, and you get regular income. It's fully managed. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, so those are all of the pros, right? From a con perspective, you know, obviously we have to be fair is, you know, this is a relatively illiquid asset class, right? Real estate in general. Um, uh, and then when you're having a minority interest in that through our platform, you know, liquidity can be uh, limited in terms of, you know, in terms of exit. We can convince all the investors to exit collectively, or you can list your shares uh, on the secondary market on the platform, but there has to be a buyer on the other side. But having said that, you know, there's a lot more buyers for 500,000 dirhams than there are buyers for half a million or million dirham property. So in theory, there could be more liquidity, but it is an illiquid asset. So that's, that's one of the cons. Uh, in terms of market fluctuation and so forth, I think that's probably a con, uh, a pro, not a con, because you because you have put small amount of money uh, and you've diversified it. You can be more patient. You can ride out the uh, ride out the, the the cycles, because you know most of these properties are rented. Uh, you know, in worst case scenario, your rents might come down, so your returns might come down a little bit, but you're still getting an income uh, coming from it. And if you're not, if you planned your investments appropriately, uh, you're not desperate for that liquidity. You don't need to exit those opportunities and crystallize your losses. So it gives you a lot more flexibility. So it's not really a, you know, market fluctuation. It's not really a difficult thing. It's just a very positive thing in terms of how this um, the, the platform works. Um, but you are exposed to real estate, right? So if real estate prices do come down or rents come down, that has an impact on your on your on your return profile. But the beauty thing is, it gets you started on the property ladder. It gets your money working, so you're creating a secondary source of income. And if you're very disciplined uh, uh, with it, you can eventually generate enough cash and and build enough equity into this that you know one day you can you can you can amass enough capital over here where you can use that towards a down payment or or towards purchasing a full property onto the platform. And then over time, you know, as other, if you have an investment in one particular property and people are selling their shares, you can accumulate shares in that particular property and eventually get to a point where you can own, you know, all, all, all 100% of that particular property. The whole idea over here is to give people the ability to put their capital to work beyond just stocks and bonds. Like average person is restricted to your traditional asset classes like stocks and bonds, right? Um, they don't get access to alternative assets like real estate and so forth. Whereas the wealthy have plenty of opportunities to, to manage their capital better. Um, and what we're trying to do with this platform is allowing people to imagine their investment portfolios beyond stocks and bonds, right? So if you have $100,000 of investable capital, you can't do much with that if you want to buy real estate. You know, so majority of people just invest that money in stocks and bonds. And, you know, those 
they're, they're great investment opportunities, but they're also quite volatile compared to uh, fixed hard assets like real estate. So the idea with our platform is with $100,000 investable capital, you can invest $50,000 uh, in stocks, $20,000 in bond, and $30,000 in real estate using our platform, depending on your, you know, your, your return profile or your expectations, et cetera. But the idea is we're giving people ability to imagine their investment portfolio beyond the traditional asset classes. And considering the current bear market at the moment as well, you know, trying, you know, sort of finding other viable investment options. 100%, right? I'll give you an example, right? So uh, we, in the summer, we exited one of our investments was a studio in Marina uh, apartment. Um, uh, so investors bought it in February of 2021. They exited in the summer, about 17 month hold period. Um, and they walked away with 40% return, annualized about 30% return, right? So obviously very attractive returns, but the, the key message there is during that same 17 month period, crypto was down 65%, Bitcoin particularly, the stock market was down 20, 25%, depending on which stock market you're looking at. If you look at the major US indices, they're about 20, 25% down during that period. So if all your investments were, and the bond market was down as well too. So if all your investments were in those kinds of uh, instruments, you know, your, your personal portfolio would have taken a hit. Um, but people that had some exposure to real estate, you know, they would have balanced that out. So that's that's the key message that we try to tell people, you know, diversification, true diversification is not owning 10 stocks in a stock portfolio. You're still exposed to the equity markets. That's good that you have expo- diversification within your equity uh, portfolio. But true diversification is when you have Uh, investments in different asset classes that have different volatility, different risk profile and different return profile because you want to look at your investment portfolio more holistically um, and manage your risk better. Thank you this week to Sadiq Farid, the co-founder of SmartCrowd. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pfatthenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Thomas Smith, and I've been your host, Felicity Glover.